Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, Clear and Kind. Uh, yes. Now, I we should say that I think Clear and Kind, we had our conversation at the, at the grill, uh, the uh, Sunset Grill uh, last weekend, and this is where this idea bubbled up. I think it may be originally... Uh, Brené Brown, I think she says this a lot, but it just resonates for me as true. So I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. So over uh, some eggs, we came up with a couple other uh, topics. Uh, we're just finishing up uh, a trio of really good interviews mm -hmm. and we need to get back into some of our, our regular stuff as we arrange for more interviews. So this and a couple other topics came up and uh, as soon as you said this, I was all over it. I went, okay, this is a really good topic. Mm, so simple and yet hard to do sometimes. So we'll talk about that. So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and this is our second uh, recording in one day. And we don't usually do this, but uh, the last recording, there was such a high energy that I'm still good to go. Uh, me too, me too. We've both been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development Every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we're going to have a good discussion today, Greg. I think so. So clear and kind. Your boss wants to have a conversation with you and you experience some or all of the following. They seem confused and nervous. They say whatever it is in a very robotic and final way. They talk like they don't care about you or what they are talking about. At the end, you have no idea what the talk was about. It is final and there isn't any room for discussion to clarify what is going on. So what's up with this? How important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, this is really quite interesting because I think it's actually accelerated or amplified by the fact that we've been remote and we're kind of coming back, but we're not back yet. And uh, uh, many managers out there are new. I mean, you're hearing stories where there's turnover at the management level of 50%. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and this is a university, a food service in a university, someone that I know. And she said that out of 50 managers, only two were here before the pandemic. And there are uh, only 10 of them have been managers for greater than two years. So you imagine what's going on there, that these managers don't know how to communicate. They've, they haven't been trained. And if they've been trained, it's all been remotely. And, and therefore, what often happens in these situations is conversations get diluted. Conversations get confusing and foggy. And conversations get short because also we don't have time, we're moving quickly. And so the opposite of clear and kind happens. And really it's foggy and uh, funky maybe is the opposite of, of what's happening. And when that happens, at a minimum, people are confused um, uh, or they get disengaged or they get frustrated or mistakes happen. So much can happen if you're not clear and if you're not kind. And they go together. They go together to really make that special. And it's, and it's a simple formula, but it's really hard, especially when we're time constrained or we're completely new to this role of a manager or a leader. 
this brought to mind two situations in in my history. One uh, very serious conversation. It was clear. It was kind. I knew everything that was going on. I understood. It was a serious conversation. And I was very thankful for the way that it took place. And then there was another conversation of a similar nature in my past that was totally unclear what was going on. Not enough thought had gone into the conversation. And it was not done in a kind way. And it created a lot of anxiety for me. It was another serious situation. And so when you suggested, when it just kind of came out on, on Saturday when we were at the diner having breakfast, I went, I totally, totally get this topic. And I've had two extreme cases, one done very well. And, you know, you have a good relationship with the person and you understand and there's not a lot of anxiety in it. And then the other way, it was just terrible. It was like the worst piece of management I've ever seen, Greg. And so when you, when you said, you know, clear and kind, I have a, a list of topics. I went, I, I totally, totally get this one. Yeah. And we know that majority of folks don't go in with a plan of wanting to be unclear and unkind or foggy and funky or whatever the words you want to use. Most people want to be as clear as they can. And most people have a kind heart and they want to, they hope it goes as well as it can. But we're going to talk about some of the things that get in the way and some of the things you need to do. And often it is just prioritizing and being thoughtful. You used the word just a couple seconds ago as, you know, when that, that experience that was very positive, the person was thoughtful and focused on the conversation. That's at the heart of this. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So let's go down to some common sense here. What are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? Do you know why you were having the conversation in the first place? Yeah. And you know what? The the two things that we always say is know what you're going to say, but more importantly, or as importantly, why why it's important. And this requires you to take the time up front. This requires you to actually sit down and write down your thoughts with regards to that and be really clear. Clarity comes from being thoughtful and planful of the conversation. So no, it's not just about what you want to say. It's about why you want to say it. I had a conversation with coaching someone today, and it was a change management uh, process. And we had this conversation and it was like, yes, this is what you want to do. But most people jump in and say, okay, here's what's happening. And if that's it, and you don't say, here's why it's happening. And here's the, here's what we're, the impact is, is, is what's happening. And here's what came behind why we decided to do that. So much more helpful to have a little bit of that extra meat around it that will allow me to understand it and, and potentially buy in. And have you planned out the conversation? I don't know about you, Greg, but every serious conversation I plan out. And I'm going to jump on uh, the next point as well, because I think they're linked. Uh, but I just didn't want to do kind of a run-on sentence. What do you want by the end of the conversation? So do you know why you're having the conversation? Have you planned out this conversation? And what do you want at the end of the conversation? I think it's really important to give some thought to this. And these are three of the big components in doing so. I agree. And you know, I'd add to this. I don't think it's in there, but practice. 
you know, actually have the conversation. Think about not only what you want of it and plan what you want in the end, but what do you think is the person's response? What's the current context of what that person is experiencing? Like actually putting some thought around it will really be powerfully powerful and, and definitely will increase the likelihood of success if you do that. But planning is so important. And we think, well, I don't really have time to plan. You have time to plan because if you don't plan, the amount of recovery and cleanup and stuff that you're going to be doing after it is a lot more than if you spend the time up front just to think through these key points. And rehearsing doesn't mean you're saying it out loud. It means you're going through your your notes or whatever it is. And I go to the extent, especially if it's a really serious conversation, if the response is bad, how am I going to handle that? Mm -hmm. If it goes really well, how am I going to handle that as well? And I look at those outcomes as well. And am I ready for those? And because I want to have a good conversation Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes people get angry with that conversation, but I'm already prepared to deal with that, that kind of negative energy. If it comes out of somebody, if that's just the natural reaction they're having to whatever we're talking about. Yeah. And you know, there's something powerful about thinking through those scenarios because then when it happens, it's already happened in your head. So you're able to create a space of listening. You're not surprised. You're not surprised. And just by going through that, it's so helpful. And ask yourself the question, can I approach this topic with sensitivity and caring? You know, there might be some triggers in this conversation for me as well. So just giving some thought to that so that you know where you're coming from. Yeah. And again, this is where it's really important to understand uh, not only your emotions, how am I feeling about this? Um, and and what's my energy around this even? Because if I'm tense, if I'm stressed, if I'm angry, that is all going to ripple out as you deliver the message. Secondly, think about where is the person that I'm going to be? What's the, what, what is the scenario? What's happening around the person that I'm going to have this conversation? Not just related to the specific situation, but also... What else is happening around there? Because if you actually pull back and widen the lens a little bit, often you discover there's other things that are going on which could accelerate this in a good or a bad way. And the more you know that, the more that enhances that sensitivity and care because you widen the lens and say, okay, what else is going on at this situation that might inhibit or accelerate or impact the conversation we're going to have? I agree. And make sure you don't come off as impersonal. I know quite often as a manager or seeing other managers, quite often in controlling their own emotions and trying to control the situation, they come in so flat that they appear to be impersonal. And I've seen people do this because they they might have some tension in this subject or they're afraid that the other person will. And so they're just checking off the box to say, I had the conversation. They come in flat and it appears very impersonal but that's the way the the person's going to receive it as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think we've talked about this before, and I can't remember the name of the past episode, but we talked about terminations and having those really challenging performance conversations. Um, sometimes the managers are so afraid of what they might say or not that they get so formal, formulaic and... and, and just and get it, it done. And just get it done. And that never is, is, is good. Um, having, uh, being personal, being transparent, you know, even saying this is a challenging conversation that, that we need to have, or I, I imagine what you're, what you're hearing is tough, um, or whatever the language is around it that shows some empathy, 
um, is so important to opening the ears of the person who you're speaking to. Because if they sent your, sense your heart is in the right place, they're going to be more willing to listen um, versus the more impersonal you are, it feels cold, it feels you don't care, and therefore I'm not going to be as open to listening to your suggestions. And they're going to tell everybody else. Right, right. And watch your body language. So obviously this is a, an audio podcast, but I've got my arms crossed, Greg, when I'm talking to you. I mean, it just sends a message. It sends probably the message that you don't want it to send. I agree 100%. And I would also add, watch the other person's body language. Yeah. So uh, we always talk about the importance of, of being not only aware of yourself and how you're showing up, uh, we recommend if you're coming into a tough conversation that you're having that uh, that in or one you're going to be a lot clearer and you're going to be a lot kinder if you actually center yourself before going into that meeting and it could be you shut your door take three or four deep breaths and let it out um, imagine what you hope for this situation and that might sound a little wooey uh, with regards to but it's a powerful settling. Um, we do know that, uh, you know, one of the things we've talked about on the podcast before, a great way of settling is actually breathing in with four seconds, holding your breath for four seconds, and then breathing out for eight seconds, doing that three times in a row. What it does is that when you breathe out for longer than you breathe in, it actually strangely grounds you into the moment. And that allows you then to loosen up, let go of all those body things that are in place going forward. It'll also open you up to see what's going on. So if the person comes in and their arms are crossed, you know they've got some tight energy going on. Um, and that should allow you to go back to that sensitivity and caring and really just being aware of how do I show up in this situation? Uh, what do I need to say in this situation that can calm? And you will see someone's body language settle as you create the space for the dialogue. And sometimes uh, if there's somebody else in the room, maybe have a bit of a debrief afterwards. And, and uh, especially if it's somebody that you know that is good at this type of things or observant or whatever and say, listen, how am I doing? Is, you know, have one of those you know, nuts and bolts type of conversations. Like, am I okay? Do I appear open? Can you give me any pointers? Do you think there's something I should work on? One of the things I was trained to do was to do interviews with victims and accused and suspects and mm -hmm. things like that. We spent a lot of time, not only in how you do it in terms of verbal, but in terms of the atmosphere and how you're sitting and, and how you're approaching these things and how do you lower the temperature in the room. It was really, really insightful. And they made us go on video the first few times we did it. We were terrible. <laughs> and it, it was very instructive. Yeah, yeah. And and again, on another podcast, at least another podcast, we talked about, you know, setting it up where you sit, you know, uh, at a round table along the side, you know, not from behind a desk. Sometimes behind a desk is, is useful, but in most cases it isn't because there's that division. Um, how do you create the space? And then when you've created the space... Be clear. Don't, uh, and the more we haven't planned, the more we'll ramble. Uh, the more our energy is is up, and especially if we're tense, the more we will ramble. We'll either ramble or we'll just be so crisp that that we're, and, and not kind. So this is where this clear and kind comes together, because being clear is really important for me to be able to hear what you're saying. 
being kind helps what you're saying settle in a little bit more. But if you just have one, clear, without kind, that can be like a bat hitting you. You know, if you are not clear and kind, those are the situations that we leave to say, what what actually happened? I feel loved, but I think I just got fired, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or I feel I just don't understand. So it's the combination of clear and kind that is so important. And both of those need to be intentional and well thought out. To have the best conversation yes, possible. Yeah. Like we are sometimes talking about very serious things. So there's limits to it, but this gives us the best opportunity. It does. It does. And the last one is don't burn bridges. I think practically we don't want to build burn bridges. But also, if that's our intention going into it, it's going to help dictate the way that we approach the conversation. If that's one of the outcomes we we definitely don't want is burning bridges. So thinking about that, that that's an end result, of course, that we don't want. But that's going to help us deliver the message that we need to. Yeah, we talk a lot about mindset. We talk a lot about going in with the right mindset. And if you're going in with the wrong mindset, the bridges are going to be burnt. Um I'm angry. I'm frustrated. This person is a insert it, whatever. That's not kind. Again, if you come in with the the clarity and kindness, the likelihood of burning bridges is going to be pretty small. So let's flip to the employees. Uh, One of the things we can do to assist, and it's hard sometimes, but be open to the discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's hard if you get called in for a... uh, a serious conversation, as you said, usually these are serious. It's it's hard not to worry. Um, but again, many of the things that we talked about um, are really important. So in order to be open, then make sure your body language is in the right space. Make sure that you're entering in there with a calm approach. And you're going to talk a little, I think we're going to talk a little bit about these things around our emotions and things like that. But how do you prepare yourself going into those meetings. Similar to what we just said, the manager, breathing, getting focused, thinking about it. Those are all things. So I think we should go into those behaviors right away. We're going to skip one uh, section. We'll come back to it, but watch your emotions, you know, especially if it's a really serious, maybe, you know, job ending type of discussion, watch your emotions because it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's where the burning bridges happen on the other side. Exactly. Versus if you know your emotions, you know what we, uh, we've talked a lot again in our, in another episode of, of sometimes it's good is to be able to declare, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, if, if your emotions are coming up, I not only watch them, but, and you, you know, breathe deeply. That's a great way of settling yourself again. Or sometimes it's, you know, hey, Alistair, um, this is really challenging for me. And I, I need to share that I'm, you know, I'm really upset and I need to think through. So I actually like to uh, have a break. Can we have a break and walk around? So you can, you can also own the space around you in those situations. And that was one of the points as well. Also watch if you get your back up, both mm-hmm. emotionally and physically, mm-hmm. because quite often when somebody's getting their back up, there's a physical that manifests itself physically mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. And be clear in any of your responses. Think about it. I have had the occasion, Greg, to mentor or be a sounding board for people that are having problems with their own manager. And occasionally they've come in and they say, this is what I'm going to say. say. Well, let's think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. That's a really strong statement. It might not be factually true. And 
that is a relationship ending response to what's going on. So I'm not going to tell you what to say, but I think you should go away and think about what do you want at the end of this conversation? Mm -hmm. And we can have another conversation, we can have another talk about this, but that response is really, really serious. And so if you're going to give a response either at that time or later on in person or in writing or email, whatever it is, be re- give a lot of thought to what that response is going to be. Yeah. Sometimes we feel pressured in that we got to say something in the moment. And uh, in 99% of cases, it's us that's putting the pressure on us. So uh, being able to say, wow, that's a lot of information. That's a, that's a serious whatever. Um, Alistair, you know, I'd, I'd like to take some time to think about it before I come back with regards to it. Uh, is that okay? 95% of the time they'll say, yes, it is. It's very appropriate. Very appropriate. And it allows you to kind of breathe and and go forward. The other thing is, we've talked about this before, is Rumi's gates. Yeah. Um, again, you know, those beautiful questions. If something pops up and you think, I'm going to respond to this, Alistair is a, is pops into my head. Then first gate is, is it true? And then I always say, is it really true? Second gate, okay, yeah, it's true. I need to say something. The question, next question is, is it necessary or is it necessary now to say it? And that's the one that always really hits me. And that goes back to the point if I might have something I need to say in the moment. And we talked about body language on the managers. Well, it's the same way as an employee. If I see my, my manager start to cross his arms, and I see them kind of getting tense and going forward. And I've got a point I've going to make. In that situation, it's going to just, it's like a grenade hitting something. It's not going to work. So although you might have a true statement that you need to say, that may be where you say, not now. And I'm going to take a break. And that's where I say, Alistair, hey, can I have 10 minutes? Or can we just, let me ruminate on this. I've got some different thoughts that are coming up. And I really want to think about it before I respond much better way because then that will protect against the burning bridges on this side. And that's, that's kind of the last point on kind of the emotional side of things is you don't want to burn bridges, even if you're going to be moving on or moving somewhere else in the company and it wasn't your plan. You know, there's a time to say something constructive, but you do not want to burn bridges because it's just a bad thing. It's bad for you and it could be bad for your position within the company or to come back to the company or to get another job. Agree 100%. And you know, the one that we did skip over was be prepared to have questions if the message isn't clear. So that's, again, the preparedness that you talked about in the manager one that's so important. If I'm being called into a meeting, one thing I can do is before the meeting, I can ask, is there a topic that I need to be uh, made aware of? It's my favorite thing to do when I get called to a meeting. Is there something I can prepare for this meeting? Right. Because often they will, say, and, and then you will know, and you sometimes they'll say, no, there's nothing. And then you need to, again, prepare your mind, prepare your heart, prepare your whole being as I'm going to show up in this meeting. And, and uh, it, you may probably will have a sense of what it is. So um, if you have a directional sense, then it's beautiful, as you said here, is that what are the questions that may come up that I need clarity around in order to better understand this and know that unless it's a termination conversation, most conversations you have some control and that control is again on responding in the moment and creating space to think about it and come back. There are some managers that no matter how hard they try are not prepared. And in that situation is very appropriate to ask a series of questions or to say, listen, I need to give this some thought. 
And I, I will have a, a, a list of questions uh, in a little while if I could email them to you and then we could sit down again and have a conversation. Mm. I like the point you made earlier and I don't know how early it was, but sometimes things don't have to be resolved at that moment, mm. at that time. And if you need, perhaps you're a little bit emotional, you have your backup. Uh, if I could go away and, and just put together a few questions, I'll send them to you and then we can sit down again and talk mm -hmm. about this. Very, very appropriate. And you know, this is one where I get a little cranky on it's not it's a new word it's not crunchy it's cranky i get a little cranky on because it's not hard to be clear and kind it just requires an intention and time and if if every leader that's listening to us right now every manager and i wish i would have done this every time and i didn't do it every time i i made mistakes i got tired i think we've all had a learning curve in this area yeah you know what i i i always had the intention to do it but when i'm tired when it's over busy, when I just happen to be annoyed at someone, they weren't, they didn't think like I thought, I fell into this as well. However, if we all made a commitment that any challenging or tough conversation that we were having with anyone who reports to us, our commitment is to be clear and kind. And what does that mean? It just means, am I really, am I really clear around what the what I want to say? the why why it's important and what that impact is and then secondly imagine what it feels like and looks like to present that in a way that i care and that i'm kind and that i really uh the person's important to me even if it's the most difficult decision in the world if you actually think about those two things and take time to prepare ahead of time boy it'll be some it would be so much better is that your wrap-up or do you want to do a wrap-up? That's my wrap-up. I think I went right into the wrap-up. I think you did as well. Yes. You were very determined. Well, I was. I was. I agree with you. This is your flipping job. Mm -hmm. This is part of what you're supposed to do as a manager or a leader is be clear and kind when you're having conversations with people so that there isn't misunderstandings or bad feelings. Yeah, even in those difficult conversations, it is so important to be clear and kind. I've seen a whole lot of leaders and managers do this so well and i've seen a bunch of other people just crash and burn and sometimes i was the person receiving those messages and it's like what are they talking about like why are they angry at me like i don't i don't really understand what this is and i've had a couple of those where i've had to come over the top and ask some really difficult questions mm -hmm. to really understand what was going on it's our flipping job and even if we do it badly now we need it's that intention that you talked about we need to intentionally get better at doing these things and maybe reach out and talk to another manager that maybe has more experience or, or or just has a better feel for people or whatever it is. It is so important that this type of thing get done well. Because if you're crashing and burning, everybody's going to know about it. And mm -hmm. every conversation is going to be the same. And we don't want that. And one last thing I would say is, because we're human, we're going to do this wrong. But if you recognize that maybe you came across wrong, maybe you weren't as clear as possible doesn't mean you can't go back and say, Alistair, you know, can we chat about our conversation this morning? You know, upon reflection, I really don't think I was as clear. And I, I was distracted, frankly, in coming because this and this happened. And I apologize for that. I just want to make sure that we, you, you were clear on where we landed and what kind of support we're going to give you. So sometimes you're going to mess up. But, the, you know, the power of recovery, especially a heartfelt recovery, is is pretty amazing 
is almost as good as doing the conversation the right way the first time. <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. No, I love that recovery, and we we've kind of uh, talked about it in a couple different uh, podcasts. But it, when it, we show that we're human and that we make mistakes, and that we're going to take responsibility for that, and we want to make things mm. as right as possible, that's when you're a leader. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. I I thought this was going to be fifteen minutes, and we're almost thirty minutes. Like we start going there, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It's it's such an important and a simple, um, and so powerful. Um, uh, step to take as a manager. So listen, folks, uh, we hope uh, some of the stuff we, we talked about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry, although this could be one of those ones that raises some hackles with people. So Greg, your uh, philosophy lands well in this episode as well. Yeah, we end each episode with a beautiful truth that a coach, my first coach told me, when I was coaching, when uh, she was coaching me and she said, Greg, you know, in our conversation, there are going to be things that are going to bring you joy, things that you hear or recognize in yourself that you're making traction. And there's things that are going to create some crunchiness and maybe even get you peeved off a little bit. And those are normally things where that you might disagree with in the moment or maybe something you're not doing as well as you think you should. Uh, and her her insight was that both are important to sit with for a little bit and learn from them. Because whether it's joy or crunchiness, those are your growth growth points. Um, so we hope a little bit of that happened today. And in the conversation, you might have got some joy and you might have got a little crunchiness. But with both, listen, reflect, and learn. Shout out. Shout out. Ackworth, Georgia. Welcome to to the party. Ackworth, Georgia. I love all these communities and some of them are probably suburbs of certain uh, communities and those kinds of things. But I think this one is part of the greater Atlanta area. Mm, nice. Well, I, we, I do know a couple of folks that are down there um, and uh, um, so maybe that's it. But welcome, welcome Atlantic region or Georgia to our podcast. So Greg is away for a week or so. So this is our second one tonight and it will be published while you're away or mm -hmm. when you're coming back or whatever. So we're not going to come together for a couple of weeks, but uh, we've had a really good couple sessions here tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't done a double in, in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I think people are going to really like uh, kind of the conclusion to the interview kind of little segment that we've done. And mm -hmm. uh, we've got more stuff coming up in the, in the coming weeks. So uh, uh, folks, uh, thanks for hanging out with us and uh uh, take time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.